2022 has been a weird sort of tumultuous time in the sense that like so boris johnson's been ejected from power liz truss very promptly ejected from power but then rishi sunak you know is there but then it's like mortgages are doubling and gas bills are doubling and it's just been a tumultuous time like what do you think is in store for us for 2023 well obviously january is going to be tough it always is uh people don't realize what they spent at christmas um then and then we're into february and we need to my god i am so bored Ladies and gents, welcome to this Friday night show. It is eight o'clock. I am your host, Aid Thompson, for this goddamn episode. It's uh, what one three eight, and my guest tonight. I'm super, super psyched to have him back on the show. His name is John Left of the Countryside. Woo! <laughs> It's brilliant. I really, it's really very good. Do you like very that? good indeed. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, really good. For the benefit of uh, those um, joining us who perhaps are not familiar with John, um, that's the sound of me opening a beer, by the way. Um, uh, John and I sort of met each other uh, on TikTok. We've never met in person, have we? But we've no, no. It's kind of. I think. I think the world is against that meeting. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because I think we met. I think we kind of met in lockdown, really. Yeah, Lock- well, that's maybe lockdown two. I think that's when I sort of started TikToking relentlessly. Was that when you mm. started doing it also, or I can't? remember. When I started TikToking properly, yeah, like lockdown. I was doing like non things, and then I got, I started getting political. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just basically as soon as COVID started kicking off, I started getting <laughs> more of a dick. That's right. I remember so. I, well, I had to get rid of, but I had to get rid of 500 followers or something. So I had like 900 followers yeah. or something for like jokey lip sync stuff because I was doing them for my knees. And then <clears throat> and then my brilliant Scottish friend, I've said this story before, my great Scottish friend, Mark, he said, he said, he said, why don't you stop doing those fucking happy fucking lip sync shit? Why don't you just look down the camera and say the fucking shit you say to me? Yeah, and I went right because I do walk. I used to do walk and talk, so I used to send him messages, and he was like, "Just fucking do that." Yeah, <laughs> and I did, and then I got, I got rid. So initially, I lost five hundred followers. <laughs> just, just this purge of people who were like, "I like the lip sync stuff." Well, as soon as I went, like, COVID is real. Conspiracies are bollocks. Women should have more, Women should have equal rights, etc. Everybody just went. Not, I didn't do sign up for this. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The same people who would be into lip sync videos. <laughs> it's like, what level of... I'm not... Look, I'm not casting aspersions. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Go I'm just it, saying yeah. there's a certain IQ level of people who might be into lip sync videos and twerking videos and shit. And maybe they're not, you know, at, at our intellectual level well, but, politically, but the, John. The, str- the strangest thing, Aidan, you did a, you, you, you did it a lot faster than me. But you, all I did was do... Initially, I was doing was stand-up stuff. Mm. I do anyway, like I have done. And the other thing is, my friends are in their element, and I can always see them nudging each other when yeah. I'm really fucked off. They're like, he's, he's quite funny most of the time. Yeah. When he's really fucking angry, that's when you get the gold. <laughs> like he's really fucking angry. Yeah, it's funny, he's isn't gonna it? He's going to be a prick 
like Excellent. there's there's some sort of social collateral in being able to rant well i yeah, think yeah i agree and i think i think swearing well i think like like honestly i think there's an art form to giving people the finger like it for it to be perfect and the perfect execution like i even think the person you did it to kind of goes that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 if you're on the receiving end of uh somebody well placed finger <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. people go or even just like oh, like certain certain phrases there's like there's a bit in a chris rock sketch where he's talking about how he's trying to make his wife happy his then wife and it, it like how it's just it exhausts him and he's like you should just wake up every day drag your sorry ass into the bathroom stare at yourself in the face in the mirror and then just go out there and try and make this bitch happy like like you should just stare yourself in the face and he's like you should just tell yourself fuck you like it's so like visceral and acerbic but like it, like he's the perfect guy the yeah. tone the delivery there's a lot of people who can't give a good fuck you yeah i i always think i had an argument with a guy outside the post office this was like not that long ago october i was riding my bike yeah it's difficult to explain but I, it's a give way narrowing and i got to the give way first so i went over it and i'm turning right yeah and the dickhead kept coming what a prick. And I, and we both were going to the post office. But the funnier thing was, you know, when somebody tries to argue with you in public. Yeah. If you've already got, you've got like a bucket of ammunition and you're looking at somebody <laughs> who's waving a fly swat at you. You're like, yeah, motherfucker, this is Mortal Kombat. And they just put up, finish him. You're done. It's like... I was doing every, I was going... I was, uh, and I mean, I was so pleased with how eloquently it went as well. It was like, you know, yeah. if you're doing stand up and you're getting shit and you go, I've got the mic, dickhead. Like, that's my, has always been my defense is, you know, somebody's going for you. Yeah. And you go, yeah. that could have been the funniest fucking joke in the world, mate, but I'm amplified. I yeah. can say anything and you're going to lose because well, also, they like, don't know what you're saying. If you, like, so it's what, like what you're referring to is almost like a sort of linguistic conversational rant version mm. rant take on like a guy running up behind someone in an alleyway and then when he actually gets to the person that he's about to jump they yeah. turn around and they've already got the keys <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> he pulled up and yeah. then i thought i was just putting my bike down i wasn't doing anything i was already i'd already i would always called him oh i called him a fuck face as he kept coming and i went across he he went and i went and i said I said, what are you doing, fuckface? And just carried on with what I was doing. I wasn't, I wasn't angry. And I put my bike up. And then he pulled into the car park. He was about mid-60s, balding, driving a Land Rover. And then he put his window down. And I thought, you're a fool. How do you think this is going to go? And he went, what did you say? And I said, are you deaf as well as stupid? Sorry. I said, you're a fuckface. Like, this is, this is the... And then I'm like... Whatever's going next, I'm just gonna smash it back. Let's go for it. Yeah. He said something like, something like, do you, do you often talk to people like that? And I said, only fuck faces. Yeah. Like, I'm just standing at the car park. <laughs> I really wanted to go. Anybody want to get in? It's like, gonna, I'm gonna do a five spot yeah, against yeah, yeah. this one fucking dude. The thing that's that's amusing about it is like, it's not that people get wound up. Oh, like everyone gets wound up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I've driven like a maniac and pissed people off. And I'm sure that other people have driven like maniacs and pissed me off also. But the thing that gets me is when in their mind, they're like, 
yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say something. Like, how do you think? Like you said a minute ago, how did you think this is gonna go? Like, like what level of delusion and ego is there floating around in that noggin? If that guy makes you on think, a push bike calls you a fuckface with no anger, don't pull over. Like it's a bad idea. Yeah. That's a that's a guy with a bucket full of uh, machine gun ammo. Stop. Yeah. Fuck off. Leave it. Well, that's you can't win. That's the giveaway as well, isn't it? Is it if he is angry and yeah, you're he, calm? Like he was absolutely furious. Like really, really, like yeah. really. Angry. And the other thing was, I was thinking the the two the double is <clears throat> I've got I've got half a foot on him, and he's. 25 to 30 years older yeah well out of shape what's the best you yeah. you have to have a gun on the back seat or this is going to go really <laughs> fucking wrong like yeah. fuck off i, 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 I just don't one. like yeah i'm amazed like how they think it's a good idea to i mean i'm sort of like it's it's worthy of uh praise in some respects because let's say that you were in the wrong in yeah, that yeah. instance and then he comes up to you like it's it's kind of brave to walk up to somebody that you don't know who's like 20 years younger who's bigger than you to try and get them to self-appraise and go yeah, like yeah. oh fuck I, I, yeah but do you everyone's done that have you ever I, i'm sure you've done this you're at a t-junction and you something's going on in your head you look you do it the wrong way around. So you look right. This is a very country thing. People don't understand this. Your last view at T-junction is right anyway. You go the wrong way around and you look right first, then left, and then ease out of the junction. And Whoa. then sorry. And then out the corner of your eye, you see somebody's actually coming. And you break and then you do the double hands up. Sorry, guys. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all me. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. The weird thing is, though, have you ever done it when you go, well, but, and they, they, they generally might get a little shake of the head or something, like, or, or they might just put their hand up, like, I get it, I've done it. Yeah. If they then go mad after you put your hands up, the weird thing is that then you do it, like, you go, sorry about that, and they go, fucking idiot, and you go, I'm not a fucking idiot, you're a fucking <laughs> <idiot>. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm positive that that's, that's happened, and I'm positive I've been in both situations, like instances. I hate the T-junction thing, because I used to ride motorbikes, is my personal hatred is looking at the right left. It's wrong! I'm like, no, you fucking idiot! Yeah. Look at the one where you've got to cross live traffic last. Do that, you fucking idiot. My, um, one of my oldest friends, uh, I won't name her on here, I'll call her uh, Vicky. It's always uh, difficult when you do yeah. that. I was like, I should, I start, her, it? should I start it with the same letter? Should I like <laughs> should it be similar? Like anyway, uh let's call her Vicky, right? So I was in the car with her and she was a bit of a skater chick and I was a faux skater boy and we were driving back from the skate park and uh I think we had just had a cider or maybe two uh <laughs> in our in our irresponsible days, like early twenties, and there's this side road in maidenhead and she takes a left down it and there's cars parked on either side of this side road right and it's too narrow to get two cars through there really but you could just about do it and she squeezes her little peugeot through this side road and then this older lady who must have been in a i guess about her 60s thereabouts 
is is coming through and it's not clear to me who's in the wrong here because we've just pulled off the main road into the side road but then the older lady is also trying to get through and it's just too narrow anyway they both they like the cars don't touch but there must have been about three millimeters in it and the the wing mirrors just like push each other back and then as it becomes clear that they like they're coming closer like the the uh their windows are just like about to align the older lady starts winding down her window and i'm sat in the passenger seat going like oh no 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 don't don't this is the wrong fucking day for you like don't, please don't yeah. <laughs> because this girl vicky is like she just does not hold back like she always like gave as good as she got she was mouthy and like and anyway so this older lady pulls down the window and then says and like vicky winds down her one as well and she goes, can't you drive, you silly cow, like that. And then Vicky just takes this, like, dragon's draw breath in and just goes, yeah, that's why I'm sat behind a wheel of my own car driving my car, you old cunt. And I'm just, whoa! <laughs> it is the showstopper. The C-bomb in that, in that moat is, like, the showstopper. Yeah. That's an amazing one. You reminded me of, basically, uh, my friend... Uh, I just don't think how long ago this was now. Fucking hell. Right. My friend's dad was proper Suffolk. Right. Mm. He was just lovely with it, but proper Suffolk. He had, I don't know if, if listeners know what I'm talking about, but there's a thing uh, quite big in the 60s, 70s in the UK called a DA haircut, which is duck's ass hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't know what that is, go and have a look. Basically, the back of the head looks like a duck's ass. Yes. He'd yeah. got a DA. And he'd got... Big lamb chop sideburns. Yep. And he Great wore look. he wore those glasses that used to be on the back of um, you know the magazines that fall out in the newspaper. It says like, do you want to be able to see in the dark? Do you get dazzled when you're fishing? Well, buy these aviator glasses. So they were sort of aviator glasses, right. but they were a, an almost orange lens in them. Okay, so, so let me like... just back up. Let me replay this back. Yeah, yeah. To you. yeah. So. Lamb chops, sideburns, yep. yeah. uh, ducktail back and sides like that, yep. uh, <laughs> aviator glasses. With orange like, lenses. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. I'm getting right. a sort of porn star sort of vibe in my head, but fine. <laughs> but, Do continue. But I'm really crap at a Suffolk accent, which is quite terrible because I've lived here for 30 years. But but he, he kind of talked like that. But here we are. One of them. It's more Somerset. Still rubbish, but it was fine. Right. His name was Len, which is the perfect fucking name if you look like that. Yeah. He looked like that. His name was Len. Right. And he was salt of the earth. He was fucking awesome. And he drove a Fiat Regatta. Regatta, Regatta. Yeah. Which looks like a car that Homer Simpson drew. Horrible piece of shit. Anyway, right. we're driving down the country road and this fucking asshole was riding his ass and then decided on a bend to overtake. <laughs> went, went round. Len didn't blink, didn't beep, didn't do anything. Right. Nothing. Didn't even go. Didn't even tuck, not even a not even a shake of the head, just keeps driving. We keep driving down the road. About five miles down the road, we get to a T junction. Nobber's still in front and he's turning right. Len's turning left. Len pulled up to him, pulled up next to him, leant over, no speed at all, didn't even look, still staring out the front of the out the windscreen, leant over and slowly started putting the window down. He puts starts putting the window down. This bloke looks over. Gives it, presses his button, then still there, like very deliberately putting it down. And he went, he looked straight, straight at this guy's eyes and went, wanker. And they looked back out the windscreen and started slowly doing the window up. <laughs> yeah, calm. 
And I'm I didn't even that. move, did nothing, didn't do shit, just went wanker and then yeah. put it straight back up again. Like, I wish I w- I'm such a pussy. Like, there's people <laughs> who I would love to have screamed at, like, on the road or, you know, caught up to and give them, give them a piece of my mind, John. But it's just, I just know that the one time I do it, the guy will pull out a machete and I'll be like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was silly. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is what you've always got to watch for is how ready they are for it, but and it, not based on their physical appearance. So right. if they're really ready for it, but they're quite small, and you, or, you know, you would think, well, I could take them easy. If they're really up for it, just fuck off, because there's yeah. a reason they're really up for it. Yeah, yeah. I remember my mate, he's about six foot three. He was a Royal Engineer, and we were in the pub, and there was this little, little lad who was like, I don't know, just AT, going, yeah, do you want to take it outside? Do you want to take it outside? And I was like, don't go outside, Dan. And then he went, I'll just go outside, lump him, I'll come back in. And I was like, he is going to stab the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a few sort of warning signs there. Like, why is he so keen? He's like, really up for this. He's yeah. really up for getting... I mean, Dan had got six stone on him. Like, easy, six stone. And I'm thinking, I wouldn't be as eager if I yeah. was that young man. Yeah, there's something there. Like, either he's got something in his pocket that's very sharp or he's got, like, five of his mates outside yeah. waiting to jump I, d- I just said, you won. I said, just if anybody asks, I'll say, you won. Because <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Sleep. Yeah. Can I just say, yeah, you go away and tell everyone that you beat me up. It's fine. And then I get to stay here and continue drinking. Is that cool? Like, <laughs> I'd have yeah. to, I, just, I was like, that guy's got something. He's got a hammer. Let's, uh, let's yeah, talk let's a bit about uh, Andrew Tate. Because that's yes. obviously the big story of the day. And, uh, you know, you and I could shit talk for hours about any, like, driving, beer, uh, relationships, clouds. Um, yeah. But Andrew Tate's good. Andrew Tate is good. But, yeah, uh, let's let's try and stay topical with the host of the On Topic podcast. Um, thanks, man. Uh, so, big story. For, for uh, Like, on the off chance that people who are listening or watching this uh, have not caught up, they're not up to speed with all things Tate... Uh, this guy is a sort of TikTok misogynist. I think he did kickboxing, right? Um, yes. And he's got himself in a spot of bother because he tweeted Greta Thunberg, the eco-activist, um, uh, a load of sort of teasing, jabbing things about his car collection and emissions. And so then she claps back and says, yeah, email it to this address and suggest that he has a tiny penis and to get a life. It was beautiful. I have yeah. to, like, it was great. You know, when you, oh, there's nothing better than that. When some, sometimes, uh, I might, oh, we've done it to each other. We send each other the comment because they don't realise. You know, when you lean them in, mm. they give you the shitty comment. You reply because you know what they're going to fucking write. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, oh, you just ask anything. And they go, well, that's because of this. And you'll yeah. go, no, bang. Well, they and never know. Did. They never realise that they're affording you fuel for oh, like, so good. like they'll say something dumb or uh, accusatory, accusatory. That's the word that I'm looking for. Uh, or um, judgmental um, or just plain snarky. And then you then have a one-liner or two-liner to to use as the foundation to to ferment a joke from that makes well, you look good. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, this because what we we do different have done different things in stand-up. So where as a compare like type thing, you're looking for the most minute because all the time what I'm doing when somebody's interacting with me, especially it, just because the world we live in, I, I look for. You're looking for things they can change. 
Mm. So you don't go for the like you're not doing you're not doing fat jokes we're not doing old jokes young jokes like stuff like that so you're looking it's the minutiae of something I remember doing like three minutes oh no it was just a quick one there was a guy walking towards me and he was wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt yeah and I spotted it the second he stood up was going I said something like have you, can you come far and he went oh no it's only about 30 miles and I went oh that's good I said nice t-shirt and he went yeah, and I went, what is it again? I can't see it. And he said, uh, Game of Thrones. And I said, fair enough, that's, you're making it difficult. And he said, what? And I said, if you you can just put, I've never had sex before. People understand. It's just less <laughs> guessing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was walking towards me like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. You can change your T-shirt. That's an open joke. I'm allowed that. It's fine. It's no problem at all. He yeah. didn't like it. I, don't, I did one, I, I had one guy who... He looks exactly like a geography teacher walking towards me. And I did every single thing I could think of. And as he passed my wife, he was muttering under his breath, hate that cunt, hate that cunt, hate that cunt. <laughs> Maybe he was just a really good judge of character, John. I don't know. <laughs> the only good thing about that gig is that I was on a balcony and he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> mm. But then actually, so this is an interesting thing. So if we take it back to the Greta and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, and take things so he he takes the piss out of her about emissions and being an eco-activist then she fires back uh and make it made, makes a small dick joke which should fall into the bucket of what you're talking about it's like can he change his small but he'd penis? already done it but then no we're back to the car park aren't we we're back to don't take your window down that's what he did yeah he put the window down and greta's like you sure you want to take the window down? Yeah. This he, could be a fucking error. He ran up on her and she had the keys mm. in her knuckles. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, Greta Thunberg has a magical ability to fuck off outrageously misogynistic, thick as shit men. She just does. Just her very existence annoys them. Jeremy yeah. Clarkson. She, like, I remember when... I know it's it's news to some people that Jeremy Clarkson's a bellend, but to anyone with a fucking brain, they worked out a long time ago. So he'd already, you know, tried to get her on for size. But you know he doesn't do it. He wouldn't do that to her thing because he knows he's... And the other thing is, 50 people write a, would write a joke for Greta. Like, no, we don't even know that she wrote that joke. Someone else went, fucking write this. Like, because I yeah. If she was my mate, I'd go, fucking, this is the answer. I've right. often wondered, like, if, like, there should be, maybe there already is, but there should be a WhatsApp group with left-leaning comedians. There is. Who, is there? Like, with, yeah. where people can go, like, right, just be part of this, and then when you get in some bother, like, if Megan, for example, gets in a spot of bother and becomes, you know, flavour of the month on the alt-right circuit again, um, <laughs> she should be able to go into a WhatsApp group and then go to, like, I don't know, fucking Ed Byrne and but Lenny they, Henry. They normally like... have about three, because somebody came out the other day as a writer for... They wouldn't say who it was. But that is exactly what you just said. Like, it was like someone else's t uh, Twitter account kind of thing. or Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's weird, well, isn't it? We, like, Matt... we would never assume that that does happen, but I'm sure we it does. We know it does. Well, yeah. we know Matt Wancock is not in charge of his own TikTok. I know that for a fact. Really? Who's doing I... his TikTok for him? No idea. I called him a murderer three times. <laughs> he hasn't heard anything about it. <laughs> like, he said something like, I really need to get back to what I'm good at. And I said, murdering a pensioner. <laughs> that seems a bit much.
nothing yeah. happens. And there's all these people like thanking Matt and all this. And somebody called me. And they went, oh, a troll. And I went, no, that's my name and my face. And I'm calling him a murderer. There's yeah. no troll. He is a murderer. Yeah. And they said, um, huh. and I said, but you're under the stupid illusion that he's doing this. He's writing these fucking posts. I'm not. I yeah. think there's someone in PR who's going, I'm just going to leave the murderer comment. I don't care. That's an excellent he is a point. Murderer. Yeah, it's sort of like there's a there's a sort of crushing irony there, isn't there? It's like they're calling you almost like a fake mischievous yeah, that internet was a person. Bit... No, <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> it's not Matt Hancock; it is someone else, like yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, I'm literally calling him a murderer. That's me. There we go. There's my followers. There's everything about me, and it's... I'm saying you're a fucking murderer, and you're saying don't troll him. I'm not. This is a 19-year-old PR person writing this shit down. They go, will you be in charge of Matt Hancock's fucking TikTok? Uh, do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a summer job or something like, oh, I guess. All right. What um, I like to do, with anyway, turning back to Greta Thunberg, when yeah. I, I remember talking to a friend of mine, lovely guy, and this is not, he because he's realised the error of his ways. We were talking about Greta Thunberg about probably about two years ago now, and he said, he put a joke on t- on Facebook, just, just like a, one of those I, I don't know. It was like some fucking meme thing. And I just thought, oh, let's have the conversation. Didn't have it on Facebook. I messaged him and I went, oh, I saw the Greta Thunberg thing. And he said, do you like it? And I said, I, I don't get what the problem is with her. And he said, ah, oh, little shit. They're a smart ass. And I said, uh, she's a pretty clever young lady. She really is. Um, and uh, she's making waves and people are listening. I think, well, you know, people need to listen and stuff. But I, what I'm worried about is I don't understand what, what's, what about her age has angered you. Oh, I just think she's a little fuckface. No, it all. And I said, how old's your oldest daughter? He's got two daughters. I said, yeah. how old's your oldest daughter? And I think Greta Thunberg was 16 at the time. And he said, uh, I won't say her name. <clears throat> Mildred, she's 16. And I said, right, if I was at a, if we were out, because uh, I know both his kids, I said, if we were out and we were all chatting and stuff like that, and uh, you went to the, you went off uh, with your daughter, and I, I heard somebody say, I ate that little fucker. She's such a know it all. I said, I hope you'd believe that I would threaten them in the first case and take them off their feet in the second. And he went, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're mad. They're the same fucking age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like, it, I, I sense that the the issue that they have with people like Greta Thunberg, with Meghan Markle, with uh, Femi, with anyone who campaigns for a left-leaning or progressive or environmental or anti-racism cause, my sense is that because they themselves have a hard time with empathy, uh, that they then feel that everyone else would also have a hard time with empathy. And so if they then pretend to show that they care about something, actually all they're doing is pretending. And so then your friend or Piers Morgan or whoever else, the accusation from them, the stance from them is like, I don't trust that bitch because who fucking cares about the environment? None of us do. She's just pretending to like, it's, it's projection in its purest form when you see people like that. I think I honestly really believe this too. We've 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 definitely talked about this off air because I know because I preach try to preach at people this. There is, there is a moment 
in your life or a few things happen that I think once you've crested that hill, you're, do you know when people can talk about maturity? I think there's a thing. I think once you're okay with whatever the fuck happens, well, understanding you're going to die, right? Which I think is step one to maturity, right? Yeah. Understanding that you are all in the same, you're not special. You're yeah. going to die. That's number one. Uh, I think empathy is a huge part of that. Um, and, the th- and the third a part of this quest is the crest of this hill is <clears throat> knowing what you're good at is no life skill, right? It's really actually, it doesn't really make any difference because it's self-evident. If I, if I, um, I don't need in my life because uh, other people, because if I'd done a gig and then somebody booked me afterwards, right, I already know now I don't need to know. I know. I, 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 I'm aware that I can, I can, that's a thing I can do is do yeah. that and then do this. Right. Mm. I, I'm very, very, very glad of that. That's no skill though. Knowing what you're shit at yeah. and being vocal about it is such a huge thing. And I appreciate, you know, when somebody draw, I, I think it's amazing when someone can play a musical instrument or paint or something, your first instinct, your natural shit show in your brain from evolution is, well, I could probably fucking do that if I tried. Which is <laughs> really shit. It's like really stupid. Instead of going, well, there's zero evidence that that's true. You go, you go. If I had, if I had five fucking years and a pen, I could bloody be do the Mona Lisa. I fucking couldn't. Just yeah. appreciate that other people can do something. I think that's so huge thing. Uh, it's a bit then equally as big as that, I think, is or, or maybe they're in sort of separate parts of your life, like the the earlier years of your life is. Oh, Jesus. OK, overflowing a little bit, but you're OK. You've made it through. <laughs> I'll keep going. It's fine. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, John has just opened a, uh, a fresh beer can. exploded. It's uh, uh, beer jizzed all over his face. Um, yeah, I think that the first the, the the earlier years of your life, I feel, or or maybe this is just me projecting my own thing onto everyone else, but like the earlier part of my life was shaped by discovering, albeit lately, that I could actually take something that I didn't know fucking anything about, just dick one knowledge, no skills, and then learning and honing it and actually getting to a passable standard in it is fucking giant. It's so life changing. To know that you can t- to take a seed and then oh, water but you have it. to have that seed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, and there's things I can't. Like, I, you, you you write code and do those things. My dad writes code, and and mm. honestly, I think you have to have the right brain, and it's the same. Ah, uh, there's a really there was a really great quote. Uh, it was something Lenny Henry said. Weirdly, he was talking in an interview, and he didn't used to get a writing credit on his own show because he never wrote it down. Oh, right. So when they were sitting in the writer's room before, oh, we could do this sketch and this sketch. And Lenny would say, yeah, but the punchline should be this, or we can do this as a topper. They went, great, and they wrote it down. But Lenny never wrote it down, so he didn't get the writing credit. And only latterly did did somebody go, that's writing. Yeah. And they they went, no, 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 because they went, no, no, that's that's writing. And I, I have a same thing. I've worked in management for 20 years. Well, hang on a second. Did he? So then, did he decide? Did that enrich him as a human? Did yeah, he then like? He got like oh, I am a writer. I can yeah, he write. Did. Yeah. Right, right. It, it changed it because it just suddenly he was a writer because previously he'd just been in everyone's minds a great performer, but not yeah, a writer because yeah. he's not in the credits. But he is, and 
I think that's the same with I got into management when I was about 21 and I think it's this dismissed thing it, it, in, in my mind that managing people properly and fairly is a skill and and you can be a t- you can be shit at it, it just because it says manager on your pay slip doesn't mean any fucking thing at all y- yeah. you are it does mean shit uh, i've met so many bad managers and i can tell them i can tell in a split second because you need to do it with no ego and and the the ricky gervais character david brent his issue it's a big thing that people do they're not your friends yeah like, that can never happen it's one of those weird things you manage a team uh which i've done in, in quite a few different jobs and sometimes that's quite a hard thing to accept but they're not your friends yeah there's a, just, fr- just a friends episode much. where chandler comes to that realization yeah. isn't it like where he realizes that he's it's like oh fuck like i am actually gonna have to give and do you know what like i've had a similar realization with that because i moved into a managerial position uh last year with direct reports and uh it took me a long time to to understand that it's okay for me to let go of like the day-to-day like getting your hands dirty stuff like i yeah, always felt yeah. like to to earn my stripes like to to contribute to the team i would have to be bug fixing and working on features and stuff it's like no like you you just direct and like allocate resources now that's your job the the only thing i worked out when i've been looking for a job recently that i've been on call for 20 years right which is quite a weird thing to right. think but i kind of accepted it as kind of part of my life and there's been some really weird i remember getting a call when i was in paris uh and my mum and stepdad had gone gone to sleep and whispering how to fix a computer over the phone like press press that bring the options down scroll <laughs> that one click it what does it say it says just says y1596 right that's fine okay now restart it's working thanks all right bye yeah, <laughs> right yeah. thinking i'm the worst fucking person in the world because <laughs> <laughs> i just 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 do that um, I was just trying to think of some other lively topic. Twenty, what are we hoping? Uh, well, no, that can be end, can't it? What's the? Uh, you, you were what? wanting Andrew Tate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, so off the back of his uh, his exchange with Greta Thunberg, so we now know that his video that he took, I think, ten hours to then construct and write and perform and whatever. Uh, it featured a pizza box and then the Romanian police who were looking for him yeah, uh, were able to track his location thanks to the pizza box. And so then they arrested him and they're detaining him. And here's where it gets kind of dark. Uh, the allegations against him are, as I understand it, this is just off a WhatsApp chat group, but it's a political chat group. So I sort of trust the, the intel that I'm getting. Um, the allegations are, are, are pretty serious like it's it's basically there's a there's a couple of girls i don't know how old they are i don't think that's been released yet um but that they were uh effectively kidnapped like kept against their will yeah. and forced to make adult movies oh uh, shit uh and and passed around as it were wow, wow wow and there's a trafficking element to this which means that they've traveled across like foreign borders and so on so uh i don't know 
like how dark it's getting in terms of like sharing women around to like well connect if it's getting all epsteiny or whatever but it's already pretty bad right the scary thing is is that and the uh, supporters of this walking turd for them it feeds into their conspiracy theory narrative like instantly so he doesn't even need to make up bullshit anymore he was arrested this morning and people are already churning out oh, of course they would do that that's what they oh done. yeah they did arrested. you see of course they fucking arrest he's never met those girls in his life then they said because i'm because you know when you're not a space cadet or one of the stupid as these people they you're like what the fuck there are people saying that's why he stepped out of the matrix what are we playing what did you uh, say oh god sorry that's why he's out of the matrix yeah what the fuck that's a keanu reeves film from the 90s what are we doing now <laughs> but it's no worse it's no worse than like the q and stuff like everyone's oh, fuck no. everyone's I mean, lives are so shit now that they are just living in these fantasies oh yeah it's q he's gonna he's gonna save america from pedophiles oh what's happening with this guy over here oh he's he's it's the matrix the fucking agent Agents from the Matrix are after. Like, will you grow the fuck up and remember, live in reality? Remember when Trump lost? I remember the QAnon fuckers were like, there was, you know, because he just scroll, scroll, like, fuck off, scroll, scroll, and they were like, um, yeah. And then I was in an interview with the, uh, I can't remember his name, TikToker has a great thing. He he was interviewing people at a Trump rally, and one of them went. Yeah, Joe Biden's pretending to be the president right now, and my ears picked up like, what are we doing? And they went, yeah. Trump is really the president because he's preparing. And I'm like, uh, I'm about to scroll, about to scroll because he's preparing for the comeback of JFK. What are we fucking doing now? <laughs> I've seen footage of that man being shot in the head. There's yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. Did you see the, the footage that, that, so that was about six months ago, a year ago or something, where there was people yeah. queuing up, queuing up, like totally believing that this was going to be the second coming of jfk or or was it john f kennedy or was it jack Ken jack kennedy or i can't remember now but yeah it was a kennedy and they thought he was going to come back to life and i'm like i mean it starts with the pizzagate pedophile stuff you know now we're getting into like the reanimation of dead presidents and shit like what i mean where does this where does this stop john does it stop at the end at the top of a hill with a, a tub full of kool-aid can we just fifth gear to that bit please <laughs> yeah i just thought, that's the trouble when somebody i've had this discussion with people before as well i think there's a whole issue around the 90 i it's the 90 iq problem you're thick but you're not th you, you, you're thick but you're too thick to know you're thick but yeah what the they call the you, um the... you can function nothing really makes any difference but people go you know they put microchips in their vaccine i'm not having it <laughs> yeah what the fuck no you didn't it's it's uh they call it the dunning kruger effect don't yes they, they do call it dunning -Kruger. is when you're too stupid to know that you're stupid yeah and the two guys um dunning and kruger who who who, who wrote the paper the brilliance of the dunning kruger effect is everybody everybody has been affected by it and to some degree it's the it's the same bell curve when you go when you first start learning a subject um what your idea of how much you know about it is so basically the longer you study anything the the, the more you realize you don't know shit <laughs> like no matter how it goes yeah and that and and dunning and kruger both said 
that the, the almost the boom point was realizing that everyone fucking has it, but they're not a problem. Like it's, it's actually fine if you're anything, you know, anything over a hundred, you'd be all right IQ wise. But anything below that, you're not. You don't even if it's explained to you why you're fucking wrong. You're too dumb to understand that. Yeah, but then it, I also think there's another subset of people who are above that IQ. Um, but are so that you've got the too dumb to know, and then over here you've got the too arrogant. Who... I don't think it's possible. I think once you get, I think once you get to like a, a certain level, I, I I think there's definitely people who do it on purpose. I could think of. I don't believe that Katie Hopkins believes the things she says, right? Because no, she's a fucking lunatic, and she almost timetables being a lunatic. That nobody believes that shit. She's mad. And I would put Jeremy Clarkson in that. He isn't stupid. I, he used to read, he used to write very acceptable um, books on like the beginnings of engineering. Like, I remember his explanation of Brunel's um, Great Eastern. Is it Great Eastern? Or the SS Great Eastern, whatever the fuck it was called, the uh, Brunel's ship. Yeah. And it was great. It was a really great bit. Like it was really, really good. This is probably the end of the, the end of nineties, early two thousands. I thought that's quite good. I mean, it's not, you know, you're not going to be in the fucking British Museum or anything. But I thought that was all right. And then he kind of went, and then he went mad. The biggest problem in the world is woke people. No, it isn't, Jeremy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I, I suppose it's indicative of where we're at now. What Otto English refers to as uh, polytainment. It's this sort of like one of the biggest bread earners, one of the the biggest ways to gain traction, to get followers, to, is to sit within the sort of politics entertainment space, which is yeah. your Katie Hopkins, your Darren Grimes. It's like they've all got book deals. They all get, you know, a grander show when they're appearing on stuff. The more outrageous shit they say and that they're forced to defend on a panel when they guest on LBC or Good Morning Britain or whatever. Um the more they're invited back in the future. And in fact, like not, not to, I, I'm not going to get in anyone into trouble, but I've heard from reliable sources uh, that some of these right wingers that go on these shows, they know, and they admit it as soon as the cameras are off, as soon as you're in the green room oh, with yeah, them, yeah, yeah. they say this shit out like straight face. They go, Oh yeah. I mean, like I, ju you know, I'm just into making good TV or I'm just here to give a good debate. You know, I know, I know, I know we should save the NHS, but that's not good TV. Like they are that fucking flagrant about it. Supposedly almost every MP interviewed about Liz Truss when the cameras went off, they went, really? I mean, how long do you think she's got? And they went about a week. She's a dickhead. <laughs> and they went, well, why did you say that? Yeah. I can't say that. And then off they go. And the other one, you get some really, uh, I, remember, I remember when Andrew Marr actually had teeth. He was all right. They, they fucking told him to calm down. But there, there used to be, under Boris, there were two people you wheel out when you know you've got nothing, right? You know everything's fucking wrong and you're, in, and you're fucked, right? Um, one of them's three's a coffee. Three's coffee. <laughs> She'll say the company line doesn't make any difference. You could be going... Uh, you know, the whole, like, in the background, Parliament's on fire, and you go in. You know, do you remember that, the the Foreign Affairs Minister in Iraq, in Iraq when they were kind of going, um, the bombers are here, and he was going, no, they're not, and they're behind him. Yeah, yeah, Therese yeah. Goffey's like, um, we'll say, well, the COVID strike doesn't seem to be working. Uh, uh, 700 people died yesterday. Have you got anything to say about that? 
Uh, CBP, no, it's working fine. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is the idea to kill 700 people a day? I just want to say that the strategy is working fine. And so one was Therese Coffee, and the other one was Michael Gove, would basically do say anything. And I always think Ma or uh, Laura thingy must have been sitting there thinking, you know, and they're like, because it, it oh, clearly, because you don't know how the fucking week's going to go. They go, we've got an MP. They've got to be a front bench, and they're here Sunday morning. And they're like, right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And are we going to get the, the you'll get it confirmed eight o'clock on Saturday. Hi, Laura. Yeah, we've got it confirmed. Who is it? It's Michael going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Just just straight. As soon as you see Gove's name on the rotor, mm. you must be like, oh, fucking great. Like slithery, snaky, disingenuous. Like, yeah. I mean, I saw his interview with Femi, actually. This was about two or three months ago. don't know if you saw it. I haven't seen that, actually. It's... Oh, the one in the street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have so... Seen he tries, like, Femi's trying to sort of pin him down about stuff, trying to ask him questions that nobody else appears interested in yeah. asking him. And Gove just does his go thing. He just says, like, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't know who you are. So then Femi says, you know, well, I, my name's Femi and I, I do stuff. Anyway, back to the question. And he's just dodging and ducking. And then, and then he's like, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, you know, I have to go. And it's like, God, like, can we just fucking, oh, shit, my U-turn. Uh, my U-turn. Your camera's gone. <laughs> I was about to say, can we just U-turn out of this uh, this period where they're able to dodge and duck uh, scrutiny? Like that is something that needs to change in the next couple of years, or people well, are yeah. going to start burning Parliament down. And we've also we're now so far past what I think is a, almost a discernible truth. I'm on your laptop, by the way. Now. Yeah, I know. I'm switching. Oh, okay. okay. Um, we're now so far past it that. People like Nick Ferrari seem reasonable. Yeah. You know, and he goes, oh, I'm actually, uh, I, I, I think that, a bur you know, burning children for fuel isn't, isn't a great idea. All right, Nick, fuck off. You fucker, hey, you guts. <laughs> you fucking idiot. He tries to swing, unlike um, other, uh, he tried to make, he's trying to create a persona where he's, he's, he's a lefty. But he's only a lefty if the sandbank his house is built on is slipping away underneath it. Oh, I do believe in climate change. I thought you said you didn't. No, no, no. Yeah. I do. So the thing with Nick Ferrari is I, so sometimes I get myself in, in bother by defending him because I know a lot of people hate him. And there's, there's ep episodes, sorry, there's editions of um, uh, his morning show with LBC where I sit there floor jawed at the ignorance, <clears throat> like particularly when he's talking about private schools. That was a big thing the other week. People's mortgages are fucking doubling, gas bills, electricity bills, sending people, propelling people into fuel poverty. And this motherfucker's sitting there going like, well, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to do to um, inequality and uh, social mobility if we increase, uh, v if we add VAT to private school fees. How are these... Motherfucker, my, my camera's gone again. <laughs> really, ain't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he sat there like uh, defending private schools effectively. And I'm sat there thinking, number one, mortgages are, are, are doubling. This is not the issue of the day. What the fuck are we doing talking about this? Number two, you were privately educated. So why the fuck is Nick Ferrari <laughs> sat there on LBC interviewing? He was interviewing the headmistress of a private school. Like, <laughs> oh, let's get some fucking balance. Let's have Nick Ferrari interviewing the headmistress of a private school to tell us what it's going to do to social mobility. Get the fuck off the radio, you utter clown. It's worth talking because we've 
definitely spoken uh, about this privately. The um, I want someone to explain something to me, which because I think I'm right about this. So I think shit's about to get really interesting. Right. So at the moment, because you just mentioned Walters and you just said, well, they're, they're, you know, that isn't the, the, the headline. Where it should be, because we're about to do, we're about to, to do something that's never been done, but like has never been done in this reality, effectively. Like previously, when the last, because we're not talking 2007 housing dip. That's not what we're talking about. That was a huge problem with uh uh basically people giving be, being given credit when they shouldn't have been mm. and 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 that that that's what the banks did if you want to fuck about subprime mortgages is the whole was the whole shebang and the problem with subprime mortgages is the emperor's new clothes when he hasn't got any fucking clothes and that was the problem yeah and then we had to become and as soon as somebody it was always going to fall, but someone just had to notice. Now we're not talking about that. So now we have to be going back to the late 80s crash is what we were now. That's what we've got to. That's our nearest view of what was about to happen. You mean like a sort of reference point in terms reference of what, point. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. 2007. That's not what we're talking about. This was that was banks acting in, in a terrible way because and- they make more money long term by people who can't afford mortgages being given mortgages they are begging to do that they love it it's their favorite. And, and can i just interject here that the the problems that we're about to face the crash that we're about to envelope in yes is probably the crash that we should have had in 2008 2009 exactly but they've kicked the can down the road for over a decade by Everyone allowing people just to have waiting for this to happen yeah it's just tensed up like fuck so but the difference between in, in 88 89 is that when when this happened then you could you could you could fuck it off right you had a house and there was there was a moment in the 80s early late 80s early 90s where people were posting their own keys back through their front door and ringing up the bank and saying oh yeah you've got a new house and then and then going right so they were going i can't afford this that means i've defaulted on my mortgage a bet's a bet it's yours and walking off, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. That's not, they took that. You can't do that. You're not allowed. You can't, that debt is your debt. You take it with you. It is not left at the property, which it previously was. Right. We've just gone through a Christmas where you would never know that people are fucked because all the politicians ignored it. All the media ignored it. Everyone, get out there and get your turkeys. Make sure you buy presents for people you barely fucking know. Make sure you buy shit for idiots make sure you know you spend so much fucking money and i'm sitting there thinking could we could we not just say i don't know 10 pound a gift that'd be all right wouldn't it that'd be all right yeah. we could just go 10 or a gift have a bit of food that'd be nice anyway so we totally fucking ignored that january february is always when it all when it when those impacts are felt and we are about to feel it huge we're going to get the inflation from december because there's going to be inflation. Everyone's been paying their, their ridiculous gas and energy bills. And they've just gone out and wanked a load of money they haven't got on prices that are already high, which is going to do it again. And January is hell for anyone who owns a business. Not going to make any fucking money in February. And this doom shit is going to accelerate. And people, and this, January, February, is going to be when houses stop selling. They've already stopped selling here. Mm. In this village, we used to all normally, if there was any houses for sale at all, there was one. Never more than one. There was one. There are currently, in the last six months, 
that's turned to five and they're not selling. Yeah. And people are ignoring it because they're going, oh, it's only one. And then they go, that's only five. It's more than quadrupled in six months. If you do that again, if we go from five to 16 in the, you know, between then and that, you know, that'd probably be about February. We're in, that's a real fucking problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, well, this is the, um, this is the other side of that coin. It's like, so I'm always ranting on TikTok and, and indeed on, on the podcast about the impact that we will feel as a result of remortgaging our mortgage will double in real terms like when it actually breaks down at the moment we're paying about a thousand pounds a month on our mortgage next year we will be paying two thousand pounds a month now that's us in a house that we already ish kind of own as as goes up if nothing changes and we do nothing as goes up in june we'll go up by 600 pounds yeah now this so, is something that will ele- carpet electricity bomb. be fucked. So it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. So you've got immediately a working class who are going to feel this because th- this is the other thing is everyone's talking about mortgages. This is absolutely going to bleed out into the buy to let rental sector because so many fucking investors have buy to let mortgages which are already very very expensive. <laughs> so people who rent are going to get hit with double rents. But people think a thousand pound a month at the moment is bad is right? oh question. my landlord's making a killing no you haven't seen anything yet ah but this is the question i was going to ask which i need somebody explaining to me so i think that housing when the housing market gets when the housing market's flooded that will be the, that's when it'll tip that's when we're really going to see the accelerated um devaluing of houses which is normally what happens now the person who who is holding the straw that breaks the camel's back, who's going to get away scot-free. And we're talking about someone with a portfolio, probably 50 um, student houses in Nottingham. Say, he is coming up to the end of the year, end of March, Is his? he's got to get his accounts in. Now, his accountant is going to be telling him, just after New Year's, going to ring him, hello, Roger, hello. You know those 50 houses you've got? Yes. They've gone up 50% in value in the last 10 years. I know, bloody brilliant. You need to fucking get rid of them. Why? You're about to lose a shitload. Oh, what do I do? Reduce the price by 10% and put them all on the market now. And Roger is going to tank the market because he's going to throw 50 two-bedroom, semi-detached houses on the market in a small town, in a city like Nottingham. That's enough. That will tip the lot. And the key with the other thing about the market is it doesn't go top down. It goes bottom up, always has done. So once the arse has fallen out of the bottom of the market, the rest is is destabilized entirely and will fuck Mm. off because of the chains within marketing. Always, your two million pound houses, they don't go up, but they don't come down. They're two million quid. They're fine. They're safe. My mate used to work at a place that sold yachts. Yacht sales don't go up and down. You can afford a yacht or you can't afford a yacht. There's no middle ground. They're just the same. Year on year, same same. Now, here's my issue. So Roger gets rid of his 50. And he's the first one. And he gets out scot-free. He's going to lose 10%. He's not going to lose 20. Everyone after Roger's going to lose 20%. Because Roger's going to get rid of 40 of his fucking places. Don't forget, he was already on a 50% margin. Doesn't really matter if he makes a loss on the last five. Every other prick with a... Every other prick who owns three. So Mm. they've got... They're one of these wannabe Gordon Gecko pricks yeah. who have bought a house. They bought their first house, didn't sell it. They just kept it and they're renting it out. 
as you say, they went on a buy-to-let mortgage, which is a tracker. So it's heading for the sky. They've got their normal house and they've got the rental that they're paying a tracker on. I think what will actually happen is that the rental market will get flooded, which will then do the opposite of what you're saying. I think the rental prices are going to go down because one pound is more than nothing. I think a lot of people who weren't going to rent out their house, they just wanted to move, are going to end up with a house stuck on the market and then they're going to be, they'll be, you know, it just makes more sense. They can't get rid of it. I've just told you, they can't give it back to the bank. They've got a, you might as well make 500 quid. And I think there'll be a race to the bottom in the in the rentals because that market will be flooded as well. How if that market's flooded, though, because mm-hmm. this is this was my doomsday scenario was that like so we try to remortgage. We can't afford it. We don't pass the affordability checks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we're forced to sell the house at a time when, as you're suggesting there, everyone else is selling at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a three bed semi in a home counties town that nobody really wants to live in anyway. <laughs> on a a good in a good month uh so let's let's assume that everyone is selling here so then the market value of a three-bed semi in this town is going to come down yes uh no one's going to buy it or if they do we're going to be in negative equity we will be then propelled out into the rental sector and because there will be so many other families also propelled out into the rental sector there'll be a scram for properties at the same time which means that an overheated rental market at the moment, where I it think, costs thirteen hundred or fifteen hundred in this town for a three bed, it's going to be like three grand or some shit. I'm so I, in, a, in a in a sad shitty way. I think there are nuances within it. So I think that your one bed flats are going to be they're going to tank out. That people will just keep on living with their parents. So that's what will keep. And those people who were wanting to rent will go from say they were at the moment they're asking 800 quid it only you only need to begin a race to the bottom so if somebody else is asking for 800 quid and 800 quid is better than nothing and they go and their neighbor sees they're asking for that because we're talking about whole blocks of flats that are owned by people who let them out so that suddenly the value dips but the mortgage goes up because of the tracker their neighbor's going to go we could we could make it for 750 like we, mm. we, we're just about, we'll only have to put a bit in ourselves, but we can make it. And then I think they're going to top out and I think they're going to start coming down. Uh, at that section, I agree, your three-bedroom semi is its own thing. Because if you live in a place where there are lots of three-bedroom semis, then yeah. I think the rental market will flood as well. I just think that it's more nuanced than they're claiming it is. Because I've seen landlords saying, we'll put up the rent and then what are you going to do? not move in you fucking dickhead well yeah that's the thing is like if they double the rent as i would assume that they would do which is if impossible. their mortgage no doubles yeah that. people will just fucking move out right yeah just get a van and live in it there's no but, way that's gonna but work. then you're living at a, then you're looking at a wholesale implosion of the buy to let and rental market you are but i think you are anyway because nationwide have predicted eight percent right and we know Nation, nationwide, they, so they broke cover and they've said, we think the market's going to contract 8%. But I think that's a... That sounds, fl- I think they're fluffing. I, I think, think that sounds very, very blue sky to me. Yeah, I think it's... I My guess is 20. Yes. Well, 20% was 2008. 
Yeah, so I would I, say I think, but I think they're just tickling you slightly. I don't think they're telling the truth. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> we made more than just... we made more than eight during COVID. Like yeah. our, the price of our house, we've just got our remortgage valuation because you get that when they say, you know, do a remortgage. It's amazing how much a house is worth and it's fucking profitable for the bank. <laughs> yeah. They're like, good news, guys, your house has gone up eighty grand. Yeah. Anyway, June. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's celebrate the £80,000 we haven't got. doesn't exist. And I don't care about. And I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do. It's funny. The inflation thing. They need. The idea of the inflation. Because people seem to not understand it. If. if, if, if sorry. There needs to be a point where. People, you know, the other day they did uh, a, a little. There's some new sports drink. I can't remember what it's called. Twat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Everyone right. was queuing up and beating each other up for a bottle of twat. Oh god. If you can still afford a bottle of twat, then the market knows that inflation isn't high enough to push down interest, the interest rate. And that need that is what inflation. That's what happens. Is that we we cannot end up with the Inflation at 20% just to stop you buying bottles of twat at eight o'clock in the morning. That is a, we're in a really fucking weird situation because then we end up with breaks off inflation. Then we end up with 35% inflation. But then that's like, that's just a different fucking market, isn't it? Like the people who are buying that shitty energy drink, which by, let me just say, wait Prime. till you try Sarah, Sarah's a beer. in chat, Prime. Prime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, were like, Prime they, were like, they were like, it's only two quid a bottle. Fuck off. Vocation's yeah. £1.40. Get on the yes. train. Have and a your, fucking beer, for fuck's sake. Your life feels slightly better when you've had beer. It would yeah. just do the same with weak squash. Leave it. <laughs> yeah. But it's I like, if, if, if there are people queuing up to buy cans of Prime, I would probably assume that they are not people who are... Uh, worried about remortgaging i think that's probably like you know a 19 year old who works in the but local gym and like but, but again like everything you know when we've you know when somebody says i'm not interested in politics you go and then they'll say oh do, 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 it's happening and you go that's politics i yeah, don't yeah, yeah. like it you yeah. know when the so i agree with you but we can't have uh you need people you need to somehow curb uh, consumer spending to to push the inflation down. It's the only way to do it. The only so, way to do it is to stop people spending money to the degree they're spending money. Here's here's a question, right? So, because I sense that you're more tuned into this stuff. Like I I just read a, a headline on the FT and I read a few tweets and I uh, absorb a couple of TikToks from financial guys and I assume that I'm. I understand what's going on, but I might be wrong. I might be just completely like living in a bubble of echo chambers and algorithms and so on. So let me fire some, go for it. some shit at you. Let me, let me beer some information at you <laughs> and see, uh, and see how we go. I'd, I'd be interested you to get your definitely, thoughts. You should definitely call this episode beer jizz, by the way. Let's, let's do it. Beer jizzing with John. <laughs> uh, so the inflation comes almost directly from energy prices, right? As a percentage. Yes. Just just super quick, like yes or no. Yes. Cool. Okay, so if we solved the energy prices issue, inflation would come down. Uh, yes. If you solved that, 
then you could presumably bring the mortgage interest rates down because the interest rates are only rising to combat the inflation. Takes about four, they th between three and four months. But yes. So why don't, why is the conversation not centred around uh, energy price caps, nationalising utilities, making energy more affordable, sustainable, rather than this sort of incredibly tedious frustrating as fuck narrative that we see in here every day where it's just like whoa you know the war in ukraine and oh the energy prices and there's no uh, inflation's up so i guess we've got to raise interest rates it's like all you're doing by raising interest rates is making already miserable broke people more broke <laughs> yes but it, it it as because i was on yes and no mm. Absolutely, yes, that's true. Do we have any real control over that? No. In the UK, no. So we can't nationalise or? You could nationalise, but you would have to. There's no way of getting around it without paying the compensation, which is why Keir Starmer hasn't said that, hasn't brought up nationalisation. Not because Keir Starmer seems to get stuck in these. He cannot play a card when he knows what the other the opponent's holding, right? He can't. He can't say, let, like, all this shit with, like, why doesn't he say the unions are right in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because they're not there. They're, 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 because it doesn't do shit. They're not in charge. Be quiet. But he does know that you would have to, you could nationalise energy tomorrow, but you would have to compensate them. And we've got a huge problem where, effectively, Ed Miliband, when he was environments minister he'd already and um gordon brown tony blair's labor uh had already written the plans for the nuclear reactors and where they were going to be one one size we'll see uh one down south dunnage or whatever etc 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 and they did shit with it in 10 years we know it takes 10 years to get a nuclear reactor going they haven't been in charge for for 12 years why are why is power not already being generated on those sites we knew that wasn't going to happen we've got this we don't have the energy to be self to be self-sustained but we should but it's inexcusable that we haven't and i think the tories don't want to admit firstly they haven't they can't do shit about it because we're no one when it comes to the world we're mm. we're not anything it doesn't make when it comes to you know oil and gas and everybody knew for fucking ages that the, the Arabians have always had their hand on the oil coming in. If the price goes too low, they turn the oil off. That's happened since time immemorial. And, and Putin has previously proved that if you do, if the price of gas goes too low, the wholesale, he turns the tap off. That's yeah. happened. This isn't anything to do with the fucking war. Had that happened, had the price gone up, we talk, they, what do they think that is? Less than 10% of the price hike is anything to do with Russian gas. Right? It's just fucking bollocks. So the, realistically, absolutely you're right. You're absolutely correct. But we have no control over any of it at all. Mm. And the Tories have done nothing in 12 years to prevent a wholly foreseeable problem. And now we're right on it. They've mm. promised everybody they won't. You know, we we are up until what two weeks ago, until um, uh, little tiny Rishi Sunak thought he was going to get a, a revolt. Um, Hang on a second. 
Little he, tiny, that's something he can't change. Let's just remember that. No, no, but he's got short man syndrome, so I'm allowed to accelerate into it. If, you're, ex- okay. if you're accepting your height, because as you say, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if, you try to, if you dress as an optical illusion, game on. He, he wears <laughs> trousers that are too short so that he appears tall from a distance. Fuck off. I'm going to fucking have a go at that. That's yeah. amazing. He clearly wears those funny wedges you put in your shoe. What for? Anyway, fuck him. He nearly had, when he was going to, you know, the, they were thinking about banning onshore wind farms. Yes, yeah. And he was going to get fucked live in Parliament. They had already said, you're going to fucking lose because Labour are going to vote. You only need 100 from them and then you're absolutely fucked. So he ditched it and pulled because he knew what was going to happen. How can we live in 2022 when the Prime Minister is about to go against <clears throat> positive environmental change yeah and sustainable that's the key sustainable. thing it's like... Like one thing we've got is wind shit yeah. of it we've got an incredibly diverse um uh weather system in the uk with you know it winds from the atlantic winds from the mediterranean and etc etc and, and and a temperate climate and he's going yeah it's free so, uh, free energy fuck it let, let me just come back though like to the nationalization thing because this is something i don't fully understand i suspect i've got, I've got a hunch as to why this doesn't happen right so let's say that hunt and sunak tomorrow said we're going to nationalize the utility companies <laughs> the the blocker for them doing that is what specifically to, we'd have to pay them yeah and how the... much would that be like 60 billion the market value of like, I don't know, in a realistic terms, you'd have to think, so a 5% return on it uh, uh, a year, say, across 20 years on total investment is what you'd have to pay them to fuck off. Right. Same as what a business is worth. And so, but we could create that money, right? We, could we just... absolutely could. And then what would happen? Exactly what you said, you'd nationalise it and the price would come down. And I absolutely agree with you. But the the reason they don't do it is because then everybody else, because they've sold themselves as the capitalist wank fest, it doesn't right. work. Because, but that doesn't stop them thinking it's a good idea. When you look at... Is it... Wait, wait, wait. Is it the... And we're, we're sort of running a little bit over here, but... Um... Uh, is it that it would then decimate confidence in the pound that, and the British it economy? It would decimate the business problem. Yeah. But, but the issue okay. we've got, we've got a bigger problem than that, and you will totally see this when I say this, because people don't understand that having three prime ministers across a year, you know, we've gone and, you know, and the next one comes along and the next one comes along. And it, it almost seems like, oh, all you're doing is changing the leader, Yeah. right? But that causes a huge issue because you end up with part plans going through. So, you know, the banking uh, rules just recently got changed. Effectively, all you need to know about the banking changes is um, they were begging to lend people money who shouldn't borrow money. Right. That is it's a human nature to borrow it. And anyone who thinks you have to convince a bank to do that, you fucking don't. Because that is the, <laughs> they fucking love it. Because not uh, everything, insurance is a bet. A mortgage is a bet. A loan is a bet. The bank is betting against you, not for you. You bet you can pay the loan off. The bank pays, bets you won't. The odds are what your interest rate is going to be. That is as simple as it is. 
and the interest rate and the and the odds are shit that you're going to pay it back if you're a dickhead. And they love dickheads. Yeah. Here's the issue. Boris changed that. Boris was the one who set it to change those rules. But it was part one of a plan. Part two of the same plan was to start giving out 50 year mortgages. Yes. But he couldn't do part two because we had thick Liz in the middle. And by the time we'd got little tiny Rishi Sunak at the helm, the market was already destabilized, knowing that the market, the price was going to go down. So he couldn't bolster a market that didn't exist. So now, well, now we've given a fucking high school kid a gun, but we don't know where he's going. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit in the world. And that's the problem with three leaders is there's no consistency across the board. Rishi Sunak shitting himself because he knows now, as has been proven, that he's now being controlled by the back benches with a whole wholly contrived bollocks view about how things are going to go. We know that's true because they got rid of fucking Boris. We know that's true because once thick Liz had proven she was a thicko, she was fucking gone. We've now got Jeremy Hunt, a man who's had so many fucking jobs, who's proven himself to be an absolute bellend. I think the Institute for Financial Studies came out with their prediction the other day saying that the average middle class family, those earning over £65,000, will lose £40,000 over the next decade yeah. on Jeremy Fuckface's plans. So I don't know what we were expecting. When people go, oh, at least he's got his head screwed on. Have you seen this penis before? <laughs> he sent a letter to the GMC saying, have you seen this study on homeopathy? homeopathy? And the chief medical um, officer went, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 oh god, it's enough to sort of send you fucking balmy, like how badly we're being governed over the and how badly we have been governed. Over we're the last just waiting for years. the next one now, aren't we? It, it's... Well, this is it. Like, <clears throat> so I I think and and from the again, like not to sound all like oh, I have I have loads of sources loads of private sources that tell me stuff. But from the intel that I've received uh, from the Conservative Party conference uh, earlier in the year, it sounds like they know the game is up. Like where we were talking earlier about how, you know, once the cameras are off, then they say, oh, yeah, no, she's a complete fucking idiot and she's on her way out. Um, once the cameras are off there, once they were off the record, as it were, uh, they were very happy to say like, oh, this is like last drinks on the Titanic. We know we're fucked. Yeah, they already um, know soon access shit and no one's going to vote yeah. for him. Well, this is what, like, so he's fucking AWOL all the time. Like, he's never okay. really out there. I think what's astonishing for me through the polling that's been done is it is consistent across the board. People can kid themselves, but it's consistent across the board. They're still losing ground. They're yeah. still losing an average of about two points a month. Even with Sunak at the helm, it's not working. Number one, what? But I think now, what's become my fascination with the polling is that in this fucking environment, the Lib Dems are still losing confidence. Yeah, they're getting a minus one every month, and I'm like, "Who the fuck do anything?" Yeah. Well, I, maybe they just don't have the media exposure. I don't know. Like, I feel like Labour. Labour are getting a lot of PR time at the moment, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Like my my personal fear is that when Starmer, if and when Starmer gets in, um, that he'll get too too comfy. He'll be like, "Well, that's it. We're in now. We're Labour. It's a Labour government. Now we can do whatever we like." 
I and think, I, I think that we all have to pay off on our promise. Like, I will do this if I promise as well. If Keir Star- I've never done this. If Keir Starmer wins, day one, I'll join the Labour Party. Mm. Day one, and we, and he, he basically, and he has to do it. And I think. Do you mean PR or? No, I mean he has promised now to get rid of first past the post, and I yeah, think yeah, we, yeah. I think we hold into that. Yeah, and and no slipping, no no two years down the line. We want to see it, mm. and you've got to do it. And I think that's what what everybody needs to do, who believes in a better future for everybody, is that we all join the fucking Labour Party day one. Yeah, and 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 hold them to account. And I but I think he will. I think he's stuck between a rock and a hard place at the moment. And as we've seen, I'm happy to say this because I'm so fucking bored. We've seen like people like Tansky and other um, people who just realise we need to win at, at any cost now. This is it. Right? Yeah. This is all fucking cars now. Yeah. And, the, and Tansky's getting, getting death threats and sexual assault threats from the fucking left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nutty. It's like you yeah. would think that's the sort of shit that you would get from the far right. Like, oh, you fucking lefty bitch. I'm going to hunt you down. Like, no, no. These are people I've in your, it. arguably in your political home. But yeah, this is this is absolutely the goal. It's like, get the Tories out. Then we can argue among, uh, we'll amongst ourselves. We'll fix it later. Because yeah. I'm fucking bored. This is ridiculous. This is, this is, I remember being in my mate's Volkswagen Jetta in 1998. And the car kept breaking down and i yeah. managed to get started by cleaning off some contacts and he said oh well yeah we're, we're 10 miles away from home but if we if we get the aa and i said just fucking drive as far as it'll piss and go and when it gives up the ghost outside your house get the fucking aa then <laughs> that's yeah. what we need to do get back in the shit brown jetta get going get home and we'll fix it when we get there because this shit's dangerous and yeah. that's what we need to do. Because the more they... I, I'm hoping that by hook or by crook, I think everybody needs to concentrate on getting Sunak out because I don't even think the Tories think that the, that the British public will stand another leader. I think we're going to get the general election mm. this year. But the key is to get Sunak out. There is one chance we've got. If it's proved that Sunak knew about the... Um, and uh, COVID contracts, mm. then he's fucked. Yeah. So we need a leak, which I think somebody will give us. Well, there's we enough need... like anti-Sunak sentiment within yeah. the Tory. We need parties, a leak, and we need the leak to be Sunak's signature on a piece of paper, mm. giving those those um, PPE contracts out. Yeah. Or, or or encouraging anybody to use somebody. We know Hancock's fucked already. He's not even going to get his own seat. We know. Therese Coffey's fucked. She's going to lose her seat in Suffolk. It's never been done before. Yeah. That, that's been a Tory seat since the 70s. All these Rob, people are going to fuck. I move. can't wait to see Rob ejected be... from power and yeah, uh, sobbing, hopefully. Or I don't know if he'll resign. He hasn't resigned actually yet, has he, ahead of that one. But he's in a marginal no. seat and the Tories are 24 <laughs> points behind. So, look, I don't want to suggest that election night is going to be some sort of pornography. John, oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm staying up. I'm come in my pants. I think we're going to take to the streets the next day. I've already said to somebody the other day mm. and said, uh, when you know when Blair won, it, it felt muted because I, I already knew what we were going to get. 
everybody yeah. kind of tries to convince me that Tony Blair was fucking amazing, but I always think I was there. He wasn't. <laughs> I was working seventy hours a week yeah. for three pound fifty an hour, but I didn't get paid overtime. So I always get paid forty hours for three pound fifty. Yeah. I remember what happened. I remember exactly what happened. Fuck off. I'm not a Tony Blair fan. I think this is going to be a very real victory. Yeah. And, and I think the streets are going to come alive with people who have finally had enough. And if he gets rid of first past the post, that's it. That's the tour is over. Yes. Yeah. No I'm... generation will have to put up with this shit. And and just to, to sort of close this out now at this stage, because uh, we are yeah, we, we're super over time here. Norm- normally I wrap these up at uh, an hour. So this I is apologize. a testament. No, it's a testament to how much I enjoy uh, talking to you and, and listening to you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, my, my hope is uh, along the same lines as yours. I, th- I think if we can just get first past the post thrown out into the garbage bin, if we can get a proportional representation implemented and that future governments are forced to negotiate with each other and sit down and actually talk like adults yeah. and work government and parliament like it's a council. And because yeah, I, I, I'm done, I'd even like I'd never vote great. I already said somebody said to me, what if, uh, you know, if Labour were really bad, would you vote? If you thought Labour were bad, would you vote Green? And I said, no. Or Lib Dem, and I wouldn't. But the reason being is they don't have a chance. So I said I would draw an incredibly detailed penis on the <laughs> on the polling card. Yeah. <laughs> so at least somebody gets a bit of a laugh when they're doing it. Yeah. When they're doing it, they go, "Somebody's drawn a very detailed veiny penis on this yeah. on this polling card." I'd absolutely. I'm not voting for them. It's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. I know what happened last time with the Lib Dems. I'm not doing it again. Let's just get let's get this done. Get it finished. Get Tories on 50 seats so they can't oppose this first past the post. And let's yeah. just get on with it and pay people proper money. Let's pay the NHS. We can more than afford it. It's fucking embarrassing. Let's get Royal Mail and the Postal Service back where it was. There's no reason to not be paying the railway employees what they're asking because we need to get people on the trains. If you want to save the environment, get people on the fucking train. Yeah. And we need to do that by pushing for volume not margin there's no you can't do that's a bad business idea to hope to get volume to hope to get margin you can't let's get that how the fuck is an empty train going between where there and anywhere doesn't make any sense yeah yeah agreed um John, this has been this has been great. I've really enjoyed our chat Always tonight. Lovely to see you. Um, if you're not following John on TikTok, do search for him. He's John Left Off the Countryside uh, over on that, and also on uh, Twitter. Uh, have a look for so it's on topic podcast, right? But it's zero uh, n topic. Oh yeah, it is right. Uh, so it's a slightly harder to That's find. That's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But everywhere uh, else is. But you can just Google the On Topic podcast, and there's like we we're every fucking where. Yeah, it's it's a great podcast. I've listened to a few of them. Um, they t- they pick a different sort of quite broad topic every week. So it might be weddings, it might be what like uh, employment or interviews. Weddings, or like... Christmas, um, yeah. holidays, flying. Oh, we've done both. And it's him and his mate, and uh, and they roast the shit out of uh, whatever the topic is that week. So well worth a listen. Go and check it out. Um, I'm going to be back next Wednesday with uh, another solo show where I will be slowly losing my mind over the space of uh, 45 minutes, probably. Um, And then I think I I don't think I've got a guest booked in for next week, but all through most of January and February, I've got exciting like guests. I'm genuinely really excited about 
uh, chatting to both again, like returning favorites like John, um, but also uh, new people who I've just like wheeled in from the depths of TikTok. Uh, so look out for that. Thanks once again for listening. Shout out to the Patreons. Thanks for supporting the podcast uh, throughout 2022 and into 2023. I'll catch up with you all soon. Cheerio. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.